Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B-A-Q-A, mm, the B-A-Q-A, okay, the B-A-Q-A, hey, the B-A-Q-A, welcome to the B-A-Q-A, where you have Q's and we have A's-ish. Lowercase A's. <laughs> Lowercase A's, right? Me and Mantor are not your your um financial advisors, we're not your um therapists, nope. um, we're not your banker. Um, you know, we're not your mortgage lender, your insurance person, but we are just two smart brown chocolate chip. Well, what you what would you say? Are you macadamia? No. What chip would you call yourself, Nip? <laughs> Chipify me, cookieify me. I guess I'm like a blondie brownie instead of a brownie yes. brownie. But I hate blondies. I, well, I actually like blondies. Anyway, we're two chips right over here oh. with a little bit of chocolate swirled in, and um, yeah, we're honestly we're just two um smart girls about our money. That here to give you some feedback, but ultimately, you know, we want you to take that advice and and sprinkle it onto the advice you get from your paid financial professional. Okay. You are not paying us. We have no contract. We just say yeah. stuff on the internet. Okay. <laughs> just some internet. In other words, but we do have some juicy questions. And if y'all want to submit your questions, best place to go first and foremost, brownambitionpodcast.com. You can submit a question there. But if you are already on IG, which aren't we all? Um, go to Brian Ambition Podcast on IG. You can slide into our DMs and leave us a question. If you would like to remain anonymous, that is fine, but it's more fun if you give us a you know, pseudonym or like a little yes. pen name for yourself. So help us help you by giving us a pen name or a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. And let's see where else. Email Podcast at gmail.com. You can email us your questions there as well. Mm-hmm. All okay, right. So our money or career question first. Which one? Uh, let's do the career one because I have this tab open. How about that? Okay, let's do it. A confused millennial is from this listener wants to go by a confused millennial. Aren't we all? All right. <clears throat> and working in higher ed. So let's read this question. It's a juicy career one. She says, I work in higher education and I've been applying for jobs since September 2021. I've been trying to transition out of higher ed because I'm burnt out. I have a loss of passion and the pay is limited. I was recently offered and accepted a better paying position at my current institution. Although I'm grateful, I just don't feel I'll be passionate about the work in this capacity. And I feel like I'm settling. So my question is, is it bad practice to accept the position and then possibly leave within a couple of months for something better? I have the experience of a project manager without the official title, and I'm looking to make that transition. 
I just don't want to make the people who have helped me get this position look bad, but I can't shake the feeling that I settled because it was the first offer I've received. Thank you for your guidance. Okay. A confused millennial. Interesting. I know that I'm the queen of quitting and I'm <laughs> supposed to be like, just put yourself first, all that. I do want to like, my first instinct is like a word of caution here. Okay. Especially because you know that you don't want the job itself. You're working with your at your current institution. But even if you're even if this were a job offer by another company, like let's say it's another it's it's Meta or some big company and they're offering you this job and you know that you don't want it, you know, and you were like, well, should I just take it just to get out of here? I know I'm not going to like the work and I'll probably end up quitting a couple of months down the line. I don't think that's the best look. Mm. I'm not going to lie. One and I'm it's fresh on my mind because I just had a um a uh I had a a meta recruiter a friend of mine named Ryan join a, a session that I did for makers and he was and this question came up it was mm. like um how do recruiters feel when someone backs out of a job when they realize it's not a good fit you know right before they start or soon after and he was like God we hate that and in mm. fact at Meta we keep a list of you know or we no. keep notes about that kind of stuff. It wasn't all like that, but you know, like people they don't forget and you don't and I do think you want to think about, you know, what are the repercussions of me putting people through this whole process and they've turned down other candidates potentially and they've put all these resources it takes resources and money to hire, right? Yeah. So if you know that you don't want the job, let somebody else have it. Yeah. And keep looking for that next right opportunity for you. Wow. Okay. I'm, and I'm glad that it's recent. So, mm. you know, to your point, I mean, I can understand a confused millennial not wanting to go and do a poor job because, you know, your heart is not in it. So, and plus two, I don't know. She said, oh, the people that helped her get the position. Yeah. 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 It does pay better. So yeah. I see why she's tempted. Yeah. But you don't want yeah. to be someplace where... You're not wanting to, 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 cause you're not going to do well. Like, you know, a, a, a happy employee is a, is a hardworking employee. And honestly, project manager, sis, that is cute right now. Now I can't promise that you're going to get, um, like benefits and all those other things, but I will say with this really, the surge of folks going into entrepreneurship, a, there, a day doesn't go by that I don't talk to one of my friends in entrepreneurship that they're not looking for a project manager. Honestly, because more and more they're realizing that like, like even me, I never thought that how, I didn't realize how important it was that I had project managers. I want to say I started really employing project managers, um, not last year, but the year before, because sometimes, you know, you think you have this amazing team of amazing people and they are all amazing, but to wrangle them all together and to say, here's what we're working on. And the project manager is the one that's kind of checking in. Hey, man, did you do that thing? Hey, Sandra, did you do this thing? When will that be submitted in? It was everything. Like I really leaned in when I launched the um, Get Good With Money, my book. And Aikisha, shout out to her. That was her first time. She's been a project manager before outside of the company, but never for us. And she was so mm. nervous. I was like, girl, you can do it. She slayed it. And it, it made me a project manager like advocate. I was like, wait, is that how it goes when someone... Basically, there are many you, and it was just amazing. So I just say all that to say, project management, you know, there's there's a big demand for it. Um, a great group to join um, is Build It, wait, Build It, Brand It, plus Launch with Arsha Jones on Facebook. 
It is just a, it's just a Facebook group filled with entrepreneurs, mostly sisters, if I'm being honest. And I love it. <laughs> um, but what I love about it is that there are so many entrepreneurs in there looking for project managers. If you're not just people listening, graphic designers, attorneys. And so it's just a really great place not to pitch yourself, but to be of service by answering questions and then by thereby people saying, well, what about you? Can I hire you? So just keeping that in mind, that's a great place if you want to dabble What's your pinky toe. It's called, oh yeah, man, you've never been a part of it. Let me let me get it for Sheezy since my home. Should girl. I? I'm just thinking like for, for No, you, you for sure millennial. should you should join. Dang, um look at me back on Facebook. All right, fine. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's called, let me just see if I type it in. Yeah, it's like so brand, comma, build plus launch with Archer Jones. So maybe we can get like a link in the um description. Yeah, brand, build, and launch with Archer Jones. Because when I tell you it like so many people who I have found, I would literally type in there, hey, like the other day I needed somebody who knew how to do PowerPoint. Hey, mm-hmm. looking for a sister who can slay at PowerPoint, you know, please X, Y, Z here. You can always post you're looking for someone, but you can't say, they don't really want you advertising yourself, but I have seen women mm-hmm. who are super savvy who will go in instead and answer questions. And then as a result, people are like, oh, I'd like to hire you. So that's per- perfectly fine. But it is such an amazing resource. I want to say I've hired at least five or six people over the last few years from from brand build launch um just oh, because nice. like you know there's some awesome people in there so I mosey on over you guys who own businesses it's a great place to be i'm a mosey well <laughs> confused millennial i hope that this helped you and don't forget what you just said yourself in your question i can't shake the feeling that i settled because it's the first offer I, offer i've received trust your gut your mm-hmm. gut is telling you this is not the right fit and one last parting thought is if you're worried about the people who've helped you get this position or get ex- get offered the position at your university, if you're worried about hurting their feelings, and I would just be honest. I think people mm-hmm. respond really well to honesty, and they don't want they don't want you to be unhappy. Like they're trying to give you a position because they want you to be happy. And if this is not mm-hmm. the one for you, then explain that to them. Um, and at the end of the day, sometimes when it's time to quit, it's not just about like you could both really want it to work. It's like a relationship. But if yeah. the right role is not there for you and you want to go somewhere else to get it, then I think people, again, will understand when it comes to that. Honesty, I think, is your friend here and mm-hmm. staying true to that baby gut feeling that you're feeling. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back with your next question. This is BAQ&A. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we're back. You want to you want to read this one, Tiff? Sure. This one's got you written all the way over it. This is from Molly Ma. Hey, Molly. She said, "Would you use your emergency fund to buy investment property, which will probably which will provide immediate monthly income, or sit on emergency fund until you have more liquid access, assets to invest?" So Molly wants to know. Mm. She has this emergency fund. Should she invest it to buy investment property, or should she, you know, just continue to keep it saved? Here's the thing, Mal, and a lot of people struggle with this. Even my own company, like there's like there was a little tussle between me and um, one of my um, co-founders. Um, Ooh, a tussle. That, <laughs> not, not in a bad way, but he wants, we have an emergency fund and oftentimes he's like, oh, I don't want it to just sit there. We should basically put it to work. And I am of the school of thought is the purpose of an emergency fund is for emergencies. Yeah. You know, so not to say you can't put some of it to work, but what if there's an emergency? So let's just say, God forbid, we enter into a recession. Oh, wait, we're here. (laughs) And then, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you lose your job or something. And now, although that money is in this property... And certainly maybe the property will pay you whatever, 1200 bucks a month. Let's just whatever, you know, but the emergency might call for more for more than that. Like, it's almost like it is okay to give your money a job and just have it have a singular focus. The purpose of an emergency fund is not to yield you money. It is literally just a safety net. It's not like you're not using a safety net to also fish with like, oh, well, it could be a fishing net while I wait for the safety net. Well, by the time you have that out on the lake, you might actually need it for when you're going to fall later. You know, and so I like emergency funds to say emergency and then continue to save. And then you can use investment money as investment money, because the nervousness is, is that if something actually happens, you won't have the funds readily available. And, you know, and here's the thing, as someone who's bought investment property, who was like, oh, you know, in a few months, we'll have money coming in. Um, It's been two years because you don't know what can happen. You know, the city might change some ordinance. You know, there there might be more work to be done in the house. You might have a hard time finding a good tenant. There's so many things that could go wrong before you actually start to reap the financial benefits. And so Mm -hmm. emergency funds should stay emergency. Let's just say you had a whole year's worth of emergency fund. And then you say, okay, I'm going to take six months of it. Or I'm going to take nine months of it and leave three months for emergencies. Then that's different. But I would not sink my full emergency fund into investments. It's like you're getting a little impatient, mm-hmm. right? Like you've got this money sitting there and you're thinking about it too much. I like to not think about my emergency fund at all. Just forget it exists. That's why I kind of have it in like an online only bank account. I, I can't mm-hmm. necessarily just go easily and take it out. Um, yeah, you're thinking about it too much. You just want to like not think of it until you absolutely need it. And 
I mean, God forbid it. It'd kind of be like if I it'd be like if I decided I'm feeling really healthy this year. I'm just going to not pay for health insurance. Girl. But the what we would never tell someone to do that, right? Because anything could happen, right? So mm-hmm. I I would I mean, and, and this could be whether you were in. I, I think maybe you're you feel like oh, it's okay because it's an investment property and it's smart. Mm-hmm. But I would tell you the same thing if you were like, I want to go on vacation, you know, and mm-hmm. dip into my emergency fund. I'd probably be like. Maybe don't think about that. Mm-hmm. I think you've, but you've proven that you can save, like Tiff yeah. said. So just do it again. Yeah. You know, and it's not like properties are going anywhere. Maybe in your area, maybe you're worried prices are going to be going up. That's fair. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not always the right time for you individually to start investing mm-hmm. in a certain asset. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't sound like, and, and I also feel like if you're, it depends on how much you're in, like if you're going to be buying this property cash or if you're mm-hmm. going to be taking out a loan, the bank may want to see that you have a lot of cash on your books so that mm-hmm. or in your bank account to even approve you for the loan. So yeah. draining, like if they know you're going to be draining your cash fund to mm-hmm. get that home or get that property, they may not even give you the loan, you know, so that's another thing to potentially think about. Yeah. And literally we are in the middle of probably going to be needing our emergency funds. You know, typically people don't get a little heads up, but it's like the recession is like, hey girl, back again, even stronger, hopefully. So it's like, yikes. Honestly, just in general, if you can hear the sound of our voices, save, 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 (laughs) because recessions, you know, are hard and cash is queen during recessions because you don't know what is going to like, honestly, because I'm a nervous Nelly, I have one year's worth of emergency fund saved. I'm excessive. And meanwhile, you know, I've got a successful business and yada, yada, yada. But I just, I, the last recession decimated my finances. I ain't going back there. I ain't going back. Mm. And so I have one year saved. And that way, you know, I have a year to figure out what to do in case everything falls apart. So just to give you like a yeah. point of reference. We're not just talking about it. We be being about it over here. <laughs> All right, Molly Moore. I keep wanting to say Molly Moore. Her name's not Molly Moore. It's just your children's book. Check it out, mollymoore.com, I'm sure. You have mm-hmm. that domain. You probably have every domain. Girl, all of that. It's M-A-L-I, <laughs> you know, M-A-L-I-M-O-R-E. Mm-hmm. If you want to teach the babies about money. I have not forgotten about Molly Moore at all. Rio's almost old enough to not rip the pages yeah. in half, so I might oh. read it to him soon. <laughs> it's board books are bust right now. He's destructive. I know. <laughs> All right, Miss Molly, thank you so much for your question. Again, if you guys want to leave us a question, you can hit us up. Go to brownambitionpodcast.com and ask us anything or direct message us on Instagram. We are at brownambitionpodcast on the gram or brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition Podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. 
purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets Podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.